Reporting more than 8,000 detainees have been infected. Federal agents repeatedly acted with deliberate indifference towards the health and safety of detainees. That's a quote. Nurses will continue to care and fight for asylum seekers and to demand health care for all. Uh, and demand health care as a human right for all. So this is a video that I was uh, sharing the, the captions for and from the California nurses, and I will share a link on our website at weeklyrev.org. And, uh, yes, there's a bit more to get to. I did want to... Um, how am I going to do this? Let's see. Um, let me... It's going to be a change in topic a little bit, so let me play another song, and then we'll uh, get back to it. And this is a couple of tracks from it. There's apparently a Rubber Soul tribute album, and Ted Leo, who we played earlier, is on it, as well as a band Low, whom I like. So play a couple songs and be back with some more information and action items. Doesn't have a point of 
All right. That was interesting. A couple of Beatles covers from a Rubber Soul tribute album. And next up. (sighs) Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here. So next up, and as an action item that I think a lot of folks can take, uh, this is from Media Matters. You can follow them on Twitter at MMFA. A typical household pays Fox News almost $2 per month, about $20 per year via their cable or satellite provider, regardless of whether they actually watch the channel. So this is a site that's called Unfox My Cable Box. Uh, yes, it's called unfoxmycablebox.com. We'll provide a link. Even if you never watch Fox News, uh, you're funding their programming. Hashtag unfoxmycablebox. Tell your provider unfoxmycablebox. I can keep on saying it. Stop paying the Fox News tax. Pay for cable or satellite TV. You're, you're subsidizing Fox News whether you watch it or not. Your, your cable or satellite TV provider pays a subscriber fee to carry Fox News. That cost is passed directly on to you. Every network charges cable and satellite providers a small fee per subscriber. The one for Fox News is extraordinarily high. A typical household pays Fox Fox News almost $2 per month, about $20 per year, by their cable or satellite provider, regardless of whether they actually watch the channel. In 2021, a wave of big contracts between Fox News and TV providers for subscriber fees are set to expire. These contracts make up about 65% of Fox News's... Paid up about 65% of Fox News's subscriber fee revenue. I guess I'm getting a bit tired of talking. Uh, if we want to stop paying the Fox News tax, now is time to act. And uh, Fox News makes approximately $1.8 billion per year from hidden subscriber fees, twice as much as CNN and three times as much as MSNBC. The network's extra high fees, which make up most of its revenue, protect Fox News from the advertisers that are quickly abandoning it. They have a chart here. Fox News was able to get such high fees in part by leveraging its loyal audience to put pressure on the providers during negotiations while the rest of the 90 million cable and satellite customers sit quietly with 65% of Fox's subscriber fee revenue up for grabs in the next 20 months. It's time for that to change. The advertising industry has already taken big steps to reject Fox News. It's time that consumers we're empowered to do the same. And if the advertising industry thinks that they don't like you, that's pretty bad because they're pretty much up for open for anything. So that is great. Fox News is a uniquely destructive force. You're forced to defund it. You're forced to fund it even if you never watch it. Learn how. Unfox my cable box, etc. So they have a link here and more information. We'll, we'll, we will uh, post it on our website. Oh, yeah, I don't know why I'm, uh, I guess it's it's a lot of information and a lot of really intense uh, things that are happening. It makes sense to be feeling a little bit overwhelmed by it, even though we do provide ways that folks can show up. And it's 1.15. I'm going to share one more article, and then I'm going to play a pre-recorded uh, show, piece of a show. Yeah, I'm getting tired. Okay, this is from Antifa International. You can follow them on Twitter at Antifa, I-N-T-L. Who funds fascists? This is similar to the whole uh, China unsubscribe Fox News thing. Who funds fascists? Fascists like to trot out an old anti-Semitic trope by repeating lies about anti-fascism being funded by a secret cabal of Jewish billionaires. But where does the money come from to fund fascism? And this is a thread. Nigel Farage is backed by multimillionaire Aaron Banks. There's an article from The Guardian from 2019. And the headline, Aaron Banks gave 450,000 pounds funding to Nigel Farage after the Brexit vote. Faith Goldie's failed 2018 bid to become mayor of Toronto was backed mainly by a group of 20 of the wealthiest people in that city's sizable finance sector. They have an article for that, too. Uh, Charlie Kirk's, who's oh so awful, uh, his international campaign to radicalize college campuses for right-wing bigotry is bankrolled by shipping magnate Richard Yulhane. Yulhane? Um, there's an article from Medium.com. Richard, human punching bag, Spencer's sugar daddy, aside from his cotton plantation-funded trust fund, is multimillionaire heir and white supremacist blowhard William Reg. Reg, Reg, Regnery, 
And there's an article from BuzzFeed. Spencer has also received six-figure sums from financial magnate Robert P. P. Rotella through his foundation, which also funds Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA, Propaganda Outlet, and uh, several other white supremacist race eugenicist groups. Uh, Breitbart News and Steve Baron Harkonnen Bannon, the quote-unquote voice of the alt-right, has received billions of dollars in backing from billionaire Robert Mercer. And not to be outdone by her daddy, Rebecca Mercer is funding Parlor. Uh, and there, then there's the multimillionaire and self-described Islamophobe Gavin McInnes, who, not content with just funding other white supremacist projects, started his own gang or prescribed terror group, according to Canada, of white supremacists, the Proud Boys. And then uh, this says, remember Stephen Tommy Robinson, uh, Yaxley Lennon? He received a posh five thousand pound a month salary courtesy of u.s tech billionaire robert shillman plus at least three foundations financed by billionaires dutch Islam islamophobe gert wilders is bankrolled by billionaire nina rosenwald she's been called the sugar mama of the anti-muslim of anti-muslim hate via the gatestone foundation decrepit billionaire august von fink yes that's his real name carries on his father's tradition of funding nazis by making huge contributions to germany's afd most of the family fortune comes from stealing Jewish property during World War II, by the way. Von Fink is possibly is probably the most cartoonishly villainous on the list. Dude lives in an old castle. Here's a photo of his daddy with Hitler. <coughs> Excuse me. Remember Robert Belcurve Murray? He received close of half a million dollars for his eugenics research from the Lind and Harry Bradley Foundation. And then there's, uh, yeah. So then there's someone else has posted, um, uh, PPC donor lists exposed personal information of far right activists it's from antihate.ca, and this is from Canada. Uh, Maxine Bernier, founder of far right PPC, Rick Boswick, Yellow Vests, uh, Pegida, Ed Jamnisek, Northern Guard, Pegida. Bernier employed Darik Horn, a founder of, Cal of Canadian Nationalist Party. The PBs claimed that they worked security for his event with Dave Rubin. So, and then there's just more here that folks have added to this thread. So we'll post a thread. Um, we'll post a thread. We'll post a link to the thread on our page, weeklyrev.org, um, sharing this information. All right. So I'm going to play some music, and then I believe... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of get to a point where um, I feel like I'm done. And just, you know, for the show, it's, it's a lot. I've spoken a lot as I don't have a pre-recorded interview today that I've done. But there is one from the public press I'll be sharing. And we'll play that after this uh, little, some music here. And this is a live version of Twilight Singers doing a song of theirs, The Killer, and their cover of uh, TV on the radio's Wolf Like Me.
right. And upon hearing that, I feel like just playing music for the rest of the show. It's been a lot to digest and sit with. So we'll be playing some more music. And the next song I'll be playing is uh, from Sam Cooke. And I want to recommend the film One Night in Miami, which you can find, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Highly recommend it. And Sam Cooke is one of the characters in the film. And the song is featured. And it's just a, a beautiful, it's well-written. And thought I'd play some more music for the rest of the show. And eh, I'm probably signing off now. I'm just going to play some music. For more information, please go to weeklyrev.org. You can donate to this, this show or to mutinyradio.fm directly. I hope everyone has a great week.
Never could, no other song to do, not a 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Welcome, 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 welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-R-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're in rare form, but it's not so rare. Thanks for having me. I'm always excited at the beginning of the show. This is a two-hour show, so we start off our show fresh. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, you can by using our acronym. It's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We have a fantastic YouTube channel that Carl uh, 
moderates, I guess, or tolerates. I and, maintain. Uh, we watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and we do this every week. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm. We're on it right now, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, <laughs> 11 a.m. Hawaii. What is it, Mountain? It's 11 a.m. Hawaii time, <laughs> 2 p.m. Los Angeles time, 5 p.m. Uh, Jersey City time. Wait a minute. You don't call it San Francisco time anymore, you snub. You're L.A. now. I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, well, the station does broadcast from L.A. and uh, from right. uh, San, Francisco. San Francisco. Yes. yes. Listen, people, call it Frisco. Just do it. Bite the bullet. Be, do something new. Call it Frisco. Oh, yes. Well, you know... Back in my hometown of San Fran. Mm. Ooh. Oh, the uh. gay area. How dare you call it? Just call it Frisco. Frisco. People call it Frisco. There's no, no shame in the game. San Fran is a shameful thing, but, you know, people Janice learn. Joplin called it Frisco. Uh-huh. Hippies call it Frisco. Yeah. William yeah. S. Burroughs called it Frisco. Yeah, he shot his wife. Oh, that doesn't mean you. Okay, never mind. So it's a rich history of the Bay Area. MutinyRadio.fm is part of it. You can go to MutinyRadio.fm, hit the donation button, send some money. And you can send it through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Helps the station out a lot. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to the show as audio while watching the video on YouTube at the same time for a multimedia extravaganza. Oh, it's titillating. It's multimedia. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, Carl, what is the movie today? Today we are watching <clears throat> Finders Keepers 1984. Finders Keepers 1984. I don't need to spell that for you. And the channel we like is a little weird. It looks like 4YPMOE, but it's not a 4. It's like a Greek symbol or a Russian symbol or a Eastern. It looks like a foreign print of the movie, but it is actually in English. So don't, don't fret. Mm -hmm. They were able to, to post it. So go ahead, find the Greek Russian letters. It's the only one that has. Wait a second. I'm mistaken. The channel's called PYCTAM. PYCTAM. Sorry about that. Oh, I think that's the same one I have. All right, well, sounds good. So here's the trick we want you to go into your YouTube and don't worry, take your time. We're going to have a fantastic segment right before the movie. So chill out, all right? But the movie's called Finders Keepers, 1984. You're going to find a foreign link. That is, of course, you are a cis white male like us in, in America. It looks pretty foreign to us. It is Greek <laughs> or Russian. It's Y-A-P-B-Y. Anyway, click the link. This is the only one that's full length. Hit pause. Move your timer to zero, zero, zero. And when we say go, uh, go ahead and hit the go button. So take your time. We're really excited. The person who's going to say go is a celebrity comedian as mm -hmm. part of our weekly celebrity comedian countdown with Carl. And this is a great segment that Carl produces. He talks to one of the many great comics out here uh, in the Bay Area and uh, in Los Angeles and New Jersey. Uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Ryan Lodge. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I say Ryan Lodge, but that's not how you appear on Facebook. You're Ryan Patrick on Facebook. I mean, could you get any more Irish? What's up there? How can you find <laughs> a different name? I know. You can't trust somebody with two first names, right? <laughs> um, so I, I guess, uh, yeah, my real name is Ryan Lodge, but my, uh, I guess my stage name is Ryan Patrick, honestly, because uh, my wife is a teacher. And uh, not that I do any kind of crazy material that would you know be deemed offensive or you know rated nc-17 but just in case i always do my uh my first and my middle name oh, so. your middle name is patrick because that's how you arrived at yeah yeah I, I tried to think i was like should i get something cool but i couldn't think of anything cool and then if it's like too forced then it doesn't it, it would just look weird. And then do I go just by Ryan? And I'm like, ah, I don't think I can pull that off. Like, right. So I just did the first and middle name. So when people bring you up, you are Ryan Patrick. For the most part, yeah. Uh, 
I mean, there's still a couple people, and this is somewhat recent um, that I've kind of started going by Ryan Patrick, I guess. Uh, it's somewhat recent, so I will get, you know, Ryan Lodge here and there, but to be honest, I don't, I don't really... I don't really care as long as my stuff, you know, that's in writing on the internet is Ryan Patrick. I'm fine with it. That makes sense. And you don't know what people will get um, offended by or have a complaint about, you know, or exactly. Mentioned. Yeah, because you know. So you are down in like South Jersey. You do a lot of Philly stuff. How long have you been doing comedy? And you have you been ba basically based out of there the whole time? Uh, no, so actually, I grew up in South Jersey. I grew up right outside of, uh, like, Cherry Hill, uh, way down south. And I live up in, uh, like, right north of Morristown, kind of close to Wayne. And so I live in North Jersey. And I've done comedy for, I feel like it's been on and off forever. I remember I started, uh, well, I tried, keyword is tried. I tried comedy for the first time when I was in college, and I bombed in, like, front of maybe 150 people. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, and it was seven minutes of silence, and I went in, like, feeling so confident, feeling good, and it was a brutal bomb. So I stopped stand-up, but I shifted over to improv, and I did about three years of improv in Philadelphia. Then I moved up north um with my girlfriend now wife at the time and i found uh there's a theater called rhino theater in suffern and did improv there for about i think it was like two years and eventually i just got the stand-up bug i'm like i gotta do it and ever since then it's been 100 percent stand-up uh i love it. it's like a beautiful What's the word? It's a beautiful struggle, I guess you could say, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, I know you do comedy at Rhino. I know that you're the host there on Thursdays very often for their mics. There's two mics there. So what, it was a natural transition from improv to comedy there, or did you go away and come back again? No, it was funny. Like, while I was doing improv, um, the woman that owns the theater, Maria, she... Yeah. Uh, she she gave me a chance and she's like oh you should try hosting the open mics for stand-up and i'm like oh i don't know if i can do that and like <laughs> i was freaking out and i'm like okay fine i'll try it and i tried it and it was a lot of fun and the people are so freaking awesome like all the comedians like i, I think a lot of people out that that aren't uh, actively doing comedy or have always thought about doing comedy I don't think they realize how awesome of a community it is and how friendly everybody is. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's so cool. So once I started doing, um, hosting open mics, that's when I got the bug and I just really wanted to get more and more involved with stand up and started just doing open mics and just kind of really dove into it. So if anybody is thinking about it, uh, definitely do it. Nobody is intimidating. They might, people might look intimidating, but comedians are awesome people. Now, you've also got it going on on YouTube. You're working on this pilot. It's called New Joke City. Now, I know you're not old enough to remember New Jack City. <laughs> where that title comes from. You, but Richie Dugan and DC are with you there. Tell me about this pilot. Yeah, so it's called uh, New Joke City. And what the idea behind it is, uh, Richie Dugan ended up having this idea. He wanted to interview comics and he also wanted to kind of show, uh, the contrasting of material on the street and in an actual club. So they, I, I got super lucky. They wanted me to host the, the show. And I said, of course, it is such a great idea. And this other guy, DC in the city, He's in video production, super, super professional, and he takes these ideas and makes them a reality. So uh, Richie and DC, they work together. And for the past, uh, what is it, October? July, I'd say like three, four months, um, we've interviewed almost 10 comedians just in the streets of New York City, whether it was in the Bronx, Washington Square Park, uh, Union Square Park. And then we'll actually do a five-minute set in public uh in front of oh, really? random people yeah 
So that's been so interesting. You see so many different characters, and it's great to just see the city just, what's the word I'm looking for? Raw? Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, raw. And then turn on the camera, and whatever happens, <laughs> happens you're doing street comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And then magic. It, it's, it's, it's really cool. And then at the end of the series, um, like after every five, six comedians we interview, uh, they, they put on a show, like an actual, uh, like an actual show with all those comedians featuring and you get to see, I guess the difference between that material working on the street, the same exact material working on stage in a club and the difference is unbelievable. Sure. There's a contrast there. Now DC is Dave Perry. Is he from DC? No, no, no. He's uh he's from Central Jersey. But uh but yeah, we started working together uh during the pandemic actually, um, through Zoom comedy. So crazy how it just kind of all worked out like that. Yeah, Zoom, it's a new world, and I don't think it's going away quick. I think it eventually will go away, but it'll be years now that we all know about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So listen, Ryan, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? What's your tags and on the Twitter grams and the Snapple Snaps? Oh, man. Well, let's see. I, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Ryan, <laughs> as Ryan Patrick. Ryan. Um, I think on Instagram, my name is Ryan Patrick Comic. Very uh, original. Um, and I'm not really on Twitter that much. I just feel like... During the day, I don't know. Some people tweet all throughout the day. I kind of wish I had that time. Uh, so I'm mainly just on Instagram and Facebook. And then um, and then YouTube. YouTube will have New Joke City come out. Uh, I think it's around November we'll have everything out and about. And, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. So, yeah, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. So this should be airing in November. So people go out there and look for New Joke City. Wanting to be entertained. I mean, street comedy, everything. The one to check out. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. Now, us in the studio, we're all going to press play at the exact same time. So, Ryan, why don't you take it away and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Okay. Ready? I've been practicing. So, <clears throat> hopefully, this is good. All right. Ready? Three. Two, one, go. That was awesome. That was a great comedian, uh, celebrity comedian countdown, Carl. I, I thought so. Yeah. And we're going to start off with a unicorn. It's a CBS theatrical film, which I think Young Doctors in Love, uh, directed by Gary Marshall, was the first one. And then they had a big, like, drama hit. And then they had movies like this. Yeah. That's right. This was a serious movie. It was a Hollywood movie. It was a $7 million budget, and they made over $1 million. So it was a good flop. So it was a $7 million budget, Yeah, and they made back One point something, yeah. Is it because their title credit looks like Close Encounters of the Third Kind of TV show? <laughs> that's just the that's just the 80s for you. No, maybe it's Michael O'Keefe, the, the one no one remembers from Caddyshack. That is right. He is the guy you 